we've struggled a little bit at the end of the season in the front row and our depth chart was just getting a little bit thin. Now it's got an awful lot thinner. Ironically, might have a weaker sub bench on the front row than a Leinster would have. Subscribe to the Rugby Stream on the OTB Sports app now. Monday Night Rugby on Off The Ball with Vodafone, main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us. Yeah, you're very welcome along. It's Johnny Ward here on Monday Night Rugby uh, and on the show tonight we have Matt Williams and Fiona Hayes live from New Zealand. We're going to reflect on Ireland's disappointing uh, defeat on Saturday, what all this means in terms of their progress going forward um, and also just talk about a couple of issues in relation to Johnny Sexton's HIA and a few other issues uh, around the team squad. Let's go over to you, Fiona. How are things in New Zealand? Good, good. Uh, unfortunately, my flight was delayed, so I actually missed the game. I wasn't going to mention that. I was, I was going <laughs> to lie about that and just say you got there in time and everything was fine. I got there just at the final whistle, if that helps. I was outside Eden Park right at the end. <laughs> this reminds me of, uh, I was involved in a horse running in the big race in Gorham Park, the Tiestes. And if you know the route to Kilkenny, if you miss the turnoff in the motorway to Kilkenny, you're in real trouble. Missed the turnoff, uh, got there in time for the race. One second before the race, the horse ran very, very badly and I went home and that was essentially my day. So it sounds similar to you. Similar, except I went out till about five or six in the morning, so I had a great time. <laughs> I mean, on mature reflection, what did you make of the game? What you did see of it? Um, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I looked at, I looked back at it a couple of times. Obviously, when I saw the scoreline, I was very disappointed. Um, but when I look back at the game, um. I thought Ireland done quite well at times. Um, obviously, there was a lot of errors where they couldn't handle New Zealand was obviously up front. I was disappointed with, with the scrummaging um, on the day. And also, I just thought that the New Zealand, when it was kind of unconstructed play, New Zealand, everything just stuck with them. And when it came to Ireland, we were making a lot of errors and those errors were very, very costly. What did you make for Matt? Um, a game that I, I guess was when you know split into when Johnny Sexton was on the pitch, when he wasn't off the pitch, and so many of the same questions recurring afterwards for Ireland. Yeah, Johnny, it's it's. Um, I, I, I was in France, but I, I, I think I would have preferred to be with Fiona. Having a party. <laughs> you were laughing knowingly in the background. Yeah, it was a brilliant story, Fiona. Good on you. I love that. That's. <laughs> That's the true spirit of rugby there. I missed the game, but I didn't miss the party. That's great. <laughs> um, but look, I, I, you know, I concur with Fiona said. I, I think if I put it down in a one word, the physicality of the New Zealanders was superb. Uh, well, let, let's give them credit. They played magnificent rugby. And their defence was absolutely sensational. It was the, as good as a defence I've ever seen from an international side. And they put that much pressure on Ireland that, that they made unforced errors. Now, Ireland scored a number of tries. On, but on the other side of that, it's the worst Irish defensive performance I've seen in a long, long time. How do you explain uh, that, Matt? I, I can't. I can't just give you an answer right now, Johnny, and say that's the reason. But, you know, Arde Sevilla's try where he runs through Gary Ringrose and runs around uh, uh, three other players... Uh, uh, Savakula, the, the replacement number eight, picks the ball up at number eight and just runs 10 metres untouched, scores a try. Now, the referee was in Peter Amani's way, but the referee has a right to be there. That's not an excuse. So, we, the, and, and obviously the the length of the field intercept, you know, we drop the ball, Gary Ringrose pops past the ball's a length of field try. But then also it's the whole defensive system. So 
um, uh, Aaron, Aaron Smith might go straight through. There's no one in the pocket. There's no one behind. There's no secondary defense at all. He does a piece of magnificent skill on the run, does a chip with his left foot, which is his bad foot, doesn't break stride and has a presence of mind to knock it back. So they score a try. Uh, Bowden Barrett does a cross, a cross field grubber in behind, knowing very well that Hugo Keenan is positioned in the way the Irish do it is out wide on the flank. So I think there's two aspects to that. The, the physicality, let's come back to physicality. Number one on defence is you've got to be physical away from home. That's 101 stuff. If you're not physical away from home, especially in New Zealand, you're going to get a hiding. And number two, New Zealand picked apart Ireland's defensive system of not having a secondary. So they've got one line and their secondary was has a lot of space. Now, that's similar to what I believe Munster do wrong. I think that needs to change. I think people are just putting this system in place because it worked for a number of years. It ain't working anymore. And they need to change that. They need to have a number nine in the boot. They need to take that option away from from New Zealand. And they also need their back three working, covering a lot more field. Now, that opens you up on the flanks. So That's it's, the trade. So it's, it, it's an anachronistic system in, in the sense of when you go and play a Southern Hemisphere team or it's just out of date. I, I, look, I, there's no system that's just saying, that's the system that always mm. works. They've been playing that system for a long time. Every defensive system you have gives you space, right? There's holes in every system. There's no one, no one. When I was a young coach, the Australian Institute of Sport, we, we were told to prevent our, present our defensive system. We did it in front of a wonderful mentor of mine called Brian O'Shea. And we all argued why our defensive systems off a certain situation was best. And there was a lot of hooted argument. At the end, Brian got up and took all of them apart, said there's space on every one. So all that happened there the other day was Ireland had their had the space in the defensive system that they are using picked apart by New Zealand. Now they have to change that this week before the second test, or they'll do it again. Yeah, what did you make of that, Fiona? In terms of the was it physicality or was it just um, breakdown in systems, or what was it when you concede forty points? Look, it, you, you know, there was a lot of errors. It, you know, they could have, there was a couple of try scores there that were just absolutely brilliant by the All Blacks. But I agree with Matt with that defensive system. I thought they were less aggressive. I think if you look back on the Maori game, they were very, very aggressive starting out um, on that. They had to change that system because it didn't work for them. But I just thought that the All Blacks had done their study really well. Their, their forwards, especially, if you look back at the game, with that pass from Aaron Smith when they were taking, those forwards were taking it on the gain line it was probably cutting out three four five maybe defenders sometimes on the internal they were aiming for that outside forward like they were in pods of three and it was hitting it really wide and I think Ireland were just really slow to adjust to that when they were going around the quarter around the corner quickly they were getting caught on the inside and also we saw there was a couple of slips and and Ty Byrne a pillar then moved for Aaron Smith to, to dash through so look it's it's like they really really did their homework and I think Ireland know this now they'll have to completely change how they do things or tweak a few things in that defensive system because it didn't work for them on the day and we saw that the All Blacks just absolutely picked it apart and with how dominant their ball carriers were you could really really see it I mean it's the best 
it's for me personally watching Ardy Savea it's the best uh, game I've seen him playing in a long time he's carries just everything about him he had so much energy I don't think the Irish back row looked as if they had that much energy and certainly George Power and Tofati in the pack as well were, were, were absolute dominant when they carried ball and we didn't see that um, obviously kudos to that All Blacks defence but I think we need a little bit more from Ireland and a little bit of innovation when it comes to that area going forward in the next two games and like was it you know New Zealand I'm not saying they went into the match under a cloud but there were definitely question marks against them uh, we had Rory O'Connor on Saturday and he said like this was a good time to play them and essentially he said Ireland are sleepwalking to a quarter final exit again uh, with this sort of performance so uh, you know after the first 20 minutes I guess you get your you guess your you get your hopes up a little bit but like are we back at square one here with regard to how Ireland are doing the global stage I don't think so. I, I think, as I said, I watched the, the game back twice. I think if you look at it, there, there's a lot of stuff very fixable there. We saw, um, you know, Ireland, I think, had 11 knock-ons, maybe. That's uncharacteristic. They, they really kind of weren't focused. And I know it's when they play these big teams and we saw it against France in the Six Nations as well. It seems like they're they're falling short. But we're looking at this tour. There's, there's guys after playing a full season, they have to go out. The only thing that really, really worries me is the lack of depth. And we especially saw that with the bench coming on and especially in that front area. You know, Dan Sheehan was really, really good around the park, but probably wasn't 100% line out. I think it was 72% line out accuracy as well as 50% scrum accuracy. And those are things Ireland need to nail because we're on the back foot when we're not getting our set piece right. And not, not withstanding set pieces, and that's that's another conversation. Why are we so reliant still, Matt, on Johnny Sexton? And why do we look sort of almost lost as to what to do when he's not on the pitch? Well, Johnny, because he's a great, he's a great of all time, uh, one of the greatest players ever to play the game. And like all greats, uh, they make it look easy. They come out and you just think, oh, well, anyone can do can do this, and they can't. Uh, look, I'm not going to run down Joey, but I think I think the experiment or the belief that Joey's the answer has to really be questioned pretty soon. Okay. Because, you know, Joey's just, when he's getting his opportunities, he's not delivering. Now, I know that's hard coming off the bench, but, you, you know, he's, he's had a lot of rugby this year and he needs to play a lot better than he has been. He needs to direct it a lot better than he has been doing. Comparing anyone to Sexton is not fair. It's like comparing anyone to O'Driscoll or mm. Paul O'Connell or any great sportsman in or woman in their position or their place. The, the, the greats also cast a shadow. And nothing grows in that shadow. Uh, it, it's just in every in every team sport that's the case. So what's occurred is the other players, uh, with the exception of Joey, really haven't had a, a a good shot at it. Or when they've been given the shot, they haven't grabbed it. And Sexton just defies all the odds. Like what he's doing at his age is truly remarkable. I thought he was finished 15 months ago. I had come out and said, look, you know, it's time to move on. He's been a great. He's, he's in there. He'll always be in the IRB Hall of Fame. He's a World Rugby Hall of Fame. He's a great player. But Father Time is the best tackler in the game. He gets everyone eventually. And Johnny's just proved that wrong. He's turned around and hasn't reinvented himself. He's regenerated himself. And when he leaves and when he's not or he's he's contained, uh, we, we really notice it because that's the guy we rely on to do all the work we had. And on, on Fiona's point, that was, to me, the first time in offence, Ireland were not organised. So if we think back to the Wales game in the Six Nations, they go wide, there's a ruck from a line-out, 
Gibson Park gets the ball. There's there's Todd Byrne with Josh van der Fly on one side and Porter on the inside. Already in place to accept the pass. Byrne takes it up the line, gives it to Josh, he goes through and we score a try eventually. That case, Gibson Park gets to the ball and people are not organised around him. There's not the same urgency. Now, that's because they're playing at a pace in New Zealand that is far above what they played in the Six Nations. If you watched, like I did, Bernard Australian, I watched the Wallabies play England, and that was immediately afterwards. It was like watching a game that was in slow motion. It was so slow compared to the pace that Ireland were forced to play at by New Zealand. And they simply couldn't organise themselves with it. They struggled when Sexton was on the field. They were better, obviously, a great try by Keith Earls there uh, early in the game. But when he went off, they were just not at the races as far as their organisation goes. And again, backing up what Fiona says, all those knock-ons, all those drop balls, it was uh, extraordinary. I, I find what you're saying on Carberry fascinating. When you, you can even use the word experiment. Joey Carberry turns 27 this year. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's had a wretched run of injury. I really feel for him and I really like the guy. And I, I don't want to run him down and say, oh, let's toss him out. And just, I don't mean that at all. Yeah. But at a, cert, at a certain point, we've got to say, when he is getting his opportunity, is he is he taking these opportunities and is that best for the team? Well, l- lastly not, on that, Matt, like, is, 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 are his struggles for Ireland uh, a reflection of the fact that he's been playing in a monster team maybe that just hasn't suited him this year, hasn't really been on form, or is it a different thing? I think it's, a, it's, it's Johnny, it's a combination of a lot of things, a lot of injuries he's had, uh, and an inability to keep playing at that top level. Uh, it, with with lots of starts where you just get comfortable, you get used to it, you get self-belief all the time knowing, look, as soon as Sexton's fit, he's coming in. There's a whole lot of reasons for this. And look, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of us talking around the the traps because you don't want to run a young man down. You don't want that's not what I want. I don't want his family to hear that. And that's not what I'm saying. But there's also a reality in professional sport. If if in, uh, unless he can show he can do the job, that we, we've got to start looking at other places. Now, the problem is the other guys haven't done the job either. That's the real problem. You know, Harry Harry Byrne, well, maybe, you know, like all these other guys, Ross Byrne didn't make the tour. I thought that was very hard on Ross. Mm. But when he's been given these opportunities, haven't, he hasn't done it. Jack Carty's not the answer. And, and Billy Byrne's not the answer. So what do the selectors do? So they're still going with Carberry. But at a certain point, they're going to have to say that's not the answer either. Uh, they're, they're also still Fiona going with Sexton and there's something which does not sit easily at all with me when I see yet another Johnny Sexton injury and there's a doubt about him for the second test and there's a gruesome image of him getting, you know, hit in the head again, this time from from a kind of a leg-knee situation. Um, what do we do in terms of the second test? Do we just go with the protocol and say, yeah, he's good to play or, you know, do we start to protect the player? I think we're going to start to have to protect him. that player. I think I saw England have, uh, you know, Tom Curry got a bad knock. They sent him home. They just said, look, player welfare is first. Um, you know, he he could have come back and played that third test, but obviously they want to start doing this and they want to start doing it right. And I think the way we saw Johnny and, you know, it was just a slip and an innocuous slip. I think if we're looking to that World Cup, I think it's now and, you know, Matt is, is bang on. He's talking about Carberry. He hasn't performed, you know, but he doesn't have a confidence about 
about him. Mm. We, we've Johnny has come in. He just doesn't look. You've said about Munster. You're, you're you're right with that. But Munster haven't been confident, and especially not towards the end of the season. And you can see that in Joey, and he he lives on confidence. When we saw him play good games in that green shirt, it's 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 through that confidence of playing and controlling things and shouting. I didn't see that. Now I thought he actually controlled things. He came on. He was a bit shaky, but I thought he controlled things and he changed up his, his game a little bit when he came on. But Ireland just weren't on the front foot, so it's very very hard. So guys in the pack, especially, have to stand up. Um, I think they're going to have to go with Carberry and definitely get him uh, get him a start for this yeah. um, for this second test. So is, is it not a point where you say, Joey Carberry, you're amazingly talented. Okay, we're not exactly sure what your position is, but we're going to make you effectively our starting out half because Johnny Sexton has had so many injuries and we need to nail this because it, to me, from the outside looking in, it looks like all the doubt around the second and third choices isn't helping anyone. Yeah, and this has been going on for how long now? You know, we're, we're still talking about it. I thought it was put to bed um, recently, but we're still talking and it's correct to be talking about it. It's just no one has fully put their hand up and came on and made that impact. We're dealing with one of the best tens in the world and it's it's very hard to not play him and breed these guys through, especially because we know what Johnny can offer on the pitch and Ireland need that. And at an international level, you want to win all your games. But I think with this test remaining, I think it's a good chance to get him. You know, obviously you don't want to be getting whitewashed over in New Zealand but I think it's a, a good chance to stick with Carberry and give him two give him two starts now and obviously have Johnny there maybe playing maybe not but he's always he's a really good mentor you know he's he's slap bang in the middle coaching these guys as well Yeah before we go into the second test I just refer you um, to Brendan Fanning's article uh, Matt on, on Sunday the Sunday Independence and this is talking about the Jeremy Lockman situation which was really scandalous I mean anyone watching this you, you, your head is in your hands uh, HIA has again proven not fit for purpose it's only a matter of time before consequences are catastrophic the, the, the optics of this were just not good Matt no they weren't um, they weren't uh, look it is a huge issue and I'm not dodging the issue I, I, I think they're really hard part for all of us as I watched it I thought well that's him gone he should go is the science they are using I'm not a scientist mm. I'm not a doctor right? I'm not a doctor I've got skin in this game because I've had a lot of head knocks concussions when I played. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm more than a little interested in this, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a fair bit of feeling for this. Now they go off and what they do, what, so what everyone at home knows what happens, player goes and they do, all the, they do these tests on a laptop that gives them a baseline on your brain function. And then when you get an injury, for a, you, you're given a HII, a head, head injury assessment, you go off and they do the baseline, you do it again, basically. And it either says, yeah, you're okay or you're not. Now, it's not for me to say that that's right or wrong. I, I just don't know. I know there's some doctors involved with rugby that say it's okay and some that say, look, this is rubbish, we shouldn't be doing it. But the, he's passed that and that's what he's done. Sexton has passed his and that's what he's done. Is that always the right thing to do? No, I don't believe it is. I think at certain points uh, you've got to do like Fiona said, you got to say, listen, mate, you've had a few too many now. You need to go home and sit this out for a few months. Um, Luckman, like he, he, it was his first couple of minutes. I watched the kid go on. He's, it's like a minute and a half, and I'm going, he's got to be heartbroken. He, he's his first time wearing the, you know, really coming on wearing the jersey, and he's off after a minute and a half. So he's obviously pushing to get on. But the point of the doctors and everyone else is to protect the player. That's the point. Yeah. and, yeah. and, and, and now, now, they couldn't put him back on without him passing mm. those tests. So we can't say, oh, they cheated or they swung it. They, they didn't. The point is, is that test 
being the only protocol, the right thing to do. And, and that, that becomes a, a huge, huge issue that is complex. The more you talk, and I have spoken to neurosurgeons, I've been to the hospitals, I've spoken to these people, and you, you get very different answers mm. from very different people. Mate, and, and the only thing I'd say to everyone with this is we just got to do what the medical science says. If the medical science says you don't play for five weeks, then you don't play for five weeks. But the thing we need the world rugby to do is to get down to the best and most stringent and safest medical science. And I don't believe we're at that point just yet. I, I, I think I, I think you've explained that brilliantly, Matt. And just briefly, Fiona, I mean, you're looking at the James Ryan, the red card again, the England game, and there's this concern. How how are they sending him off? And the James Ryan situation, and you, you look at the HRAs he's had, it just doesn't sit well. It doesn't sit well at all. And and the thing that's strange that I looked was like immediately you see Lachman out. I know New Zealand have come out and apologised for for obviously what happened. There was a slight error there. But if you see a player stumbling, he he almost fell on Barnes in the game. I think that's an indication. And and although you don't want these guys to 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 not be able to play the rest of the game, I think player welfare has started to be first and foremost. And we saw with James Ryan, how long was he out for? You know, these guys come back, they're rested, but it's it's an area of the game that in the in the in the last few years we're starting to hear ex-players come out and tell a lot of stories around that area so World Rugby really really have to start looking at that and how they can stamp it out I know tackle height has been and they've, they've changed different laws and that but concussion is definitely not an area like Matt said that's been fully kind of understandable we've all seen in different games how, how players sometimes come back on and you're looking going what's going on here then other guys are completely taken care of there needs to be one one mm. law there and it's just very simple very rule follow if there's a stumble maybe something along those those lines unfortunately that's it you're just gone and you're replaced immediately um, the 8.05am kickoff Saturday for the second test um, obviously Fiona it goes without saying we're looking for improvements what does um, what do the coaching team do um, personnel changes obviously there is that doubt about Johnny Sexton what are you expecting mm. Yeah, I'm expecting is a similar type of squad. Um, you, I think you might um see Larmer come in. I think um, you know he can offer something. He was obviously didn't get much of the ball, and he would have been disappointed with his um game in the Maori game. But I think it's a, a chance now to get a, a few guys on there. Not wholesale changes. I think Carberry should start. Um, Pack need to stick. Obviously, Heffernan come on. He, there could be another. We're not sure what will happen with him either. Um. A massive focus has to be on that set piece and that scrum. It's becoming something in the Ireland armour that other teams are starting to to look at. I mean, Bauer completely, completely turned over Tyke Fernland a few, a few times, got a good few angles on him. So Ireland need to look at that. And I think they need to, to change or twinge their defensive system slightly get into the back play because uh, New Zealand have watched the videos they're attacking all their areas so we need to be less kind of Ireland need to change that up and give this New Zealand team a different picture and see what they can do to to do with that and then just cut down those offloads I thought you know I'm all for not offloads but like 50-50 offloads I thought a lot of them were were ridiculous Not didn't go to hand and it cost us big tries so it's cutting out those errors I love that game but it has to be 100% on otherwise you know especially when you're playing in all black seam and that black tree can really do damage if they get a loose ball and are we up against officiating as well Matt because there are issues around the breakdown Ty Byrne saying he doesn't understand what's going on is this is this a problem for Ireland um, I, I certainly didn't look at that game and say the officials got a lot of things wrong mm. like you know I, I couldn't 
you, you can't really, in all honesty, look at look at that scoreline, look at the game, and say, "Oh, it was the refs." It wasn't the refs by a mile. Now that it, it look interpretation of the scrums and referees. The referees haven't got a rash as what's going on at the scrum. Like we all know that. Everyone in World Rugby goes, we still let them do the penalty. So why don't you change it? Because everyone knows the referees don't know. And they don't. You talk to the referees very quietly and they'll almost admit they don't know. They won't quite use those <laughs> words, but they'll say there's twenty things I could have penalised in yeah. the scrum. So like I, I don't and I think if Tiger and I am not uh, I got a great respect for Tiger, he's brilliant at the breakdown, one of the best in the world. And he might have got a couple of bad calls. Um that might have been the case, but if we're looking at the referees, mate, we're looking at the wrong. We're looking at the wrong thing. If, if you, you come back to exactly what Fiona said, you can't let him what we call zero tackle tries. Artie, uh, um, uh, you know, Savia gets the ball, zero tackle scores a try. The number eight gets the ball, uh, Savakala gets the ball, scores a try. Aaron Smith gets the ball, zero tackle scores a try. Uh, you, you just can't do that. You've got to make New Zealand work. So defensive system one on one. Then you've got to say, what's the selection? Now, if we spin back, if we spin back to when Joe Schmidt was coaching in Australia, well, I think it was 18. Fiona might correct me here when they played the three-test series in Australia. I'm pretty certain it was 2018. Yeah, about, eight, about the same time before, before a World Cup. They put that much emphasis on winning that series. They didn't play Joey Carberry. They didn't play all the young players they should have played. Unlike France, France came to Australia last year and I had a talk with Sean Edwards, the, the, the uh, French defensive coach, about this. France came to Australia last year and left their whole 15 behind, the whole top 15 behind. I think oh, no, they, they, they brought two, two of them, I'm sorry, they brought two. But the rest of them were, were, were the other guys that are going to make up the, the other numbers in the World Cup. And they pushed Australia and should have won the series. Now, I'm not saying you do that in New Zealand because New Zealand are a lot stronger than Australia. Peter Omani, Johnny Sexton, Keith Earls and Connor Murray, they don't need to play these tests. They are great players. We know what they can do. It is no disrespect to them. I am not suggesting in any way any of them play badly or they deserve to be dropped. But what they should be done, they should be rested and the next players, younger players, given their opportunity to play, to get the experience of playing against New Zealand. Ireland should come out of this tour zero five. That's the reality. It's been the reality since it was done. This is, this is as hard as it gets. There is nothing harder than what New Zealand than what Ireland are doing in New Zealand. But if they can get one four in the Test series, that is brilliant for them. That is genius stuff. Now the first Test was the best opportunities, no doubt, but it was at Eden Park. They've got to look and say, let's see if we can get better, and they can get better and grab one of these results. Forget the Tuesday game or the Wednesday game, they're going to get beaten again. That's that's development, that's learning. The test match is performance, and they've got to look at saying, how do we perform with that and get ready for a World Cup, and it's possible to do both. Thanks a million for your time, guys. No worries at all. So enjoy the parties, Fiona. Yeah, I was going to say early <laughs> night tonight, Fiona. I will. I'm going to take it handy now till Dunedin. I'm here already. I'm relaxing. Oh, enjoy yourself. Great town. Great town. I think we should send Matt to Dunedin uh, and Fiona and uh, let's all have a party. Rugby on Off the Ball is with Vodafone, the main sponsor of the Irish rugby team. We all belong to the team of us.